Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our Provoke the Pastor series. This week, Pastor Jim follows up on a previous message on educating your children. He also answers the following congregational questions. Number one, what doctrines are essential? Number two, why has God allowed such confusion in the church? Number three, should we stand up and speak the truth to our employers and the culture? Number four, how do I know whether or not I am saved? Number five, does the Holy Spirit interact with a believer beyond revealing scripture? Please listen to today's portion of this week's message entitled, You Asked For It. What you do in the midst of the battle that determines your progress in sanctification. Do you love your Savior and hate your sin, or do you love your sin and don't want anything to do with your Savior at the moment? And I would also commend to you a, a little 31-day series of devotions entitled, Assurance resting in God's salvation. And I brought one for show and tell. Okay, I do not have one for everybody. Um, I, I do commend it to you. Assurance, resting in God's salvation by William P. Smith. It's well worth studying. It's well worth reviewing as often as you find yourself doubting or questioning salvation. And one of the things I like about this, uh, but generally I like about it because it's, it's very biblical. It takes you into the scriptures. But the other thing I like about this is that it's designed to be a 31-day study, because what you will find is over any 31-day period, you're going to have emotional ups and downs. You're going to have good days and bad days. The consistency of focusing on the essence of your salvation 31 days in a row, getting your eyes off of yourself and onto the Lord is a, is a very good thing um, to do. So, like I say, I did not I did not buy one for everybody. Um, I buy these in, in groups of several because I, I have found this very useful in helping people who deal with that. All right, nowhere near enough time for this, but I'm going to take it on anyway. All right, does the Holy Spirit interact with the believer beyond working through the Word of God? If so, how? Well, that question can be a gateway into very dangerous ground because if you're seeking an experience, as I said, or if you're pursuing a feeling, that's not true worship. That's not what it means to walk by the Spirit. That's not what it means to be filled by the Spirit. Um, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, John chapter 10. The voice of your shepherd is the Word of God. It alone is the only source of information that you can be absolutely certain is always true. It will always feed your soul. It will guide you in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Remember, as we studied Ephesians, when we got to be filled with the Spirit, I showed you that the parallel to that is let the Word of Christ dwell richly within you. And as you get to know Christ better and better through His Word, you have, well, how would we say this? Everything you need for life and godliness. So, <coughs> 
the reason I say this is a, a subject that can be a gateway into dangerous ground is because of the avalanche of false teaching in recent years that undermines the sufficiency of Scripture. Uh, one book in particular did more damage than probably any other Christian life book of the last 30 or 40 years. Henry Blackaby's book, Experiencing God, brought um, bad doctrine into a wide swath of evangelicalism, where he tells you that God speaks to you outside of Scripture and beyond Scripture through things like your inner impressions or one of the standard uh, things that is said now and sadly almost never questions people question people say God speaks to you in prayer and that's exactly true except in the total reverse you speaking to God that's the definition of prayer God speaking to you that's why he gave you a book he does you don't you don't pray and then sit there and wait for him to answer well don't you wait on the Lord yes while I walk with him in obedience to his word but he does not use audible voices or such things or inner impressions. Um, I have um, publicly exposed preachers such as uh, Charles Stanley who routinely say things like, God spoke to me and showed me. He never says how, but he'll say, God showed me to do such and such. I shared a, an absurd story that Charles Stanley shares about how he was on his way home and God showed him which store to go to and which turkey to buy for Thanksgiving dinner. You hear something like that, run as fast as you can the other way. That is just plain wrong. You hear some preacher say that, and you're sitting there and you say, well, I searched all over for the right turkey, and I got one, and it wasn't even that good. So I guess I'm not spiritual because God doesn't tell me where to get my turkey. He only tells that turkey, and, no, I'm sorry. That was snarky, and I admit it was snarky, and I meant it to be snarky because that's absurd. That is antithetical to the first 1,900 years of good, solid, biblical theology. Will God lead you? Oh, oh yes, He will lead you. Now, that said, there is a great source of confidence of our standing with God and the work of His Spirit. I commend to you Romans chapter 8. <laughs> Go and marinate in that chapter. We might not see you for three months uh, studying anything else. It is a wonderful, wonderful chapter. It describes two kinds of people in the world, Christians, non-Christians. They're described there as those who are in the flesh and those who are in the spirit. Those are the two categories of people. And if you're in the spirit, listen to this, Romans 8, 16 and 17. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with Him, so that we may also be glorified with Him. But you may ask, how does that happen? Well, God adopts you. He, he gives you new life. I have explained before that the, the, when I gave my life to Christ, out of the blue heard the gospel, had no frame of reference whatsoever. I heard the gospel, I, I repented, I, I, I gave my life to Christ that night, I woke up the next morning and said, good morning, Lord. Where did that come from? It came from my changed heart. That's where it came from. That was His Spirit, I think, testifying with my spirit. I knew something was different. I knew I belonged to Him. To him. 
I wanted to talk to him. Oh, and I wanted to hear from him. And when I got a hold of his word, oh, sweet honey to my soul. Now, how do you, how do you live in that way? Well, you might back up to the two previous verses. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. How are you led by the Spirit of God? Well, He speaks to you in His Word. You obey His Word, you'll have His leading. Can He channel you in a different way? Oh, yes, He can by any means that He wants to. Like maybe you speak the truth in love on your job and you get fired. What a wonderful day of knowing that God has a new era of your life about to begin. He, he will supernaturally and providentially arrange circumstances in your life and then still leave you to make choices. How are you going to walk with Him and are you going to obey Him? But you're led by the Spirit of God when you listen to His voice, which is His Word, and then you walk by it. You live by it. And as you do that, you will have ever-growing confidence that within God's providence, He is His sovereignty, He is guiding you. It's not mystical. It's not magical. It's not only for some hyper-spiritual, super-enlightened people. It's not by audible voices. It's Him at work in your life, through your choices, and through your circumstances. And your trust becomes more and more habitual. You persevere in your anticipation of being with the Lord. And as you take that adventure through Romans chapter 8, you're going to get down there to about verses 14, 15, 16, 17, and you're going to be saying, wow, I really like this. And then you're going to get to the part all of creation groans waiting for deliverance. And we ourselves groan. It's hard. You're living in enemy territory. And the guy in charge of the world absolutely hates you and hates your Lord. Ah, but keep reading. You're going to eventually get down to verses 24 and 25. For in hope we have been saved. But hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he already sees? But if we hope for what we see... With perseverance, we wait eagerly for it. It's part of how God leads you is by you persevering in obeying Him. And you, and you pray more and more confidently, more and more diligently, more and more urgently. And you know what? You can do that because the Holy Spirit is praying with you. Verse 26 of Romans 8, in the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness. Don't let anybody tell you that being a Christian is just all about strength and joy and happiness and peace and glory. In the midst of your weakness... For we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. You start living like that, and you will have greater and greater confidence of God's sovereignty and His providence and His goodness and His grace in which you stand, and you're not even going to get down to verse 28. For we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. And your sense of security is going to become more and more instinctively connected to who God is. I have two more verses for you. And I decided, let's just make these our closing prayer. It's okay if you have your eyes open. If you want to look at the screen, let's pray. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things present nor things to come nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Our Lord, that is where we stand. By your grace, get yourself glory through each of us, we pray.
In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.